Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. All right. Cheers, everybody. How's everyone's day going? So I wanted to kind of have this bonus uh, talk both here live on the Wisdom app for also those of you that will listen in the future on the podcast, on the Wisdom app, or whatever platform you're listening to this on. No, first off, I greatly appreciate you. And secondly, the point of this is to dig into how I was able to pass my most recent uh, certification exam. But the general topic here is how I succeed, my approach to succeeding for a big exam or an event that I have coming up in front of me. And I think this is a really important topic because I'm sure you're like me if you're listening to this and you saw the title that it can feel a bit stressful. It can feel a bit overwhelming when you know you have a really big event on the line or you have a really big event in front of you and you have so much on the line with it. Like just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory first, then I'll go into the actionable steps and I'll kind of recap this. That's kind of the sequence of what we're going to dig into here. And, uh, I always like to give at least three actionable steps for you taking the time and listening in on this. But first I'll start with a little bit of backstory. Then also with all of this, the actionable steps are going to be not only what I did, but how it can impact and positively affect your life and events you might have going on. Because it's not, I obviously don't want this just to be about me. I wanted to be able to give you guys something of value. And having said that, if you want to come on, if you want to share any questions or thoughts or contribute to this, I am live on the Wisdom app right now, so you can jump on that. For everyone listening in the future, if you guys are like, what are you talking about, Mike? How can I jump on? Um, there's an app. I have it linked below in the description. You can go check it out. I have it under the Wisdom app under our link tree. Jump on over. Give me a follow. And you can actually join in when I talk live and when other people talk live. It's a really cool app. It's a really cool function. And also, just feel free to follow on all the other platforms because I'm putting out content that hopefully will have a positive impact. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about the background here. So what exam am I talking about? This was for the NBHWC, the uh, National Board of Health and Wellness uh, Coaching. And this is a nationally board accredited program for health coaching. And originally, I actually started this because, fun fact, I used to be a goal specialist and a health coach at Noom. You guys might be familiar with Noom, you might not be. Either way, it's totally fine. But I used to be a coach for Noom for almost two years, and it was a really important stage in my kind of career and in my like personal development as well as my coaching development. I learned a lot from that experience as well as just from the kind of coaching side of things. was able to see a wide variety of clientele. Um, and, and that was the cool thing is because of my experience there, I was actually really able to almost double the amount of clients I was able to work with. So going from probably just under 
or just around a thousand clients to well over 2,500 in a two year span. So I've really, really opened up my experience. Point of me saying all this is they actually have an accredited course program that can qualify the coaches to sit for this nationally board accredited certification. And I signed up for it because I was at a point in my kind of career with Noom and where I was at with my own company and all these other things, <clears throat> excuse me, that I thought I had the bandwidth, which I did, to be able to do this. And I thought it would be really valuable to grow my skills, which exactly it was. So that's the first thing I would kind of highlight to take a step back is make sure whatever it is you're preparing for has enough of an impact in your life that it's going to be worthwhile to go through sacrifice. If something that you're going through is just something you're doing for others, you're not really sure about it, I'm going to be honest with you, you're probably not going to either A, succeed or B, be as successful as you possibly could because you're not really doing it for a driving force with yourself or within yourself. So that's like an important piece just as a side note. Now, again, a little bit more context to it. This um, program I, I learned had, I think it was a 90 to 95% passing rate for Noom coaches that would go through this course and take the exam, which was amazing. And I was really excited about that. So I pretty much spent from March of 2021 till October preparing for the exam, taking, I had the original, so we had our original course. And then throughout that, we have to do a practical uh, evaluation, which is actually our actual hands-on skills in a coaching session. So they record our virtual training sessions with a partner. We have two different sessions, or I'm sorry, three different sessions that get evaluated. Based on that, you get graded, you pass your practical or you don't. And then if you do pass, boom, you get to sit for the written exam. Leading up to it, I was able to pass all the practical pieces, passed the course itself, put in all the hours, got all my coaching time down, all the, I think it was like 500 hours of coaching and then all these other units and all this experience, which was really, really demanding. And while through all of this, I'm not only working full-time, I'm running a business full-time. I have a wife, I have two young kids, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, I'm also trying to obviously invest in my own health and wellness goals and develop myself. My company went through an extreme growth in 2021, which allowed me to actually leave Noom once I finished um, the actual like practical part of this exam. So there's a lot of change going on. I say all that to say, to just relate to anyone that's going through massive change or challenges. You're like, I don't know if I can do this. Again, going back to what's the driving force, you can do it. it I, I believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself yet. But the important thing is I knew I could do it and I believed in myself and I had a great support system. So that's something I will side and dig into as well is the actionable step of building a support system and structure around you. So we have that. So now let's talk into the nitty gritty on how I actually succeeded for the exam itself in the big event. Because, you know, this one was interesting because I had left noon in, I want to say it was July or August, but I had the exam scheduled for October of 2021. So there was about two to three months window where now I wouldn't have the same support system. Even though I finished the course, I had all my study material, I had my books, all that fun stuff. I wasn't a part of Noom anymore, so I couldn't access our Slack channel with all the other coaches studying. I had some coaches that were still I was in communication with, and they, they were resources for me. But honestly, they weren't taking the exam in October. They pushed it off later because they have their own life events, which I totally get. But it left me kind of in this position where I'm like, all right, I'm going to just have to really double down on my own skills, which I kind of like. Personally, I do really well kind of asynchronized studying, doing things on my own and being able to just kind of dig into the material. Now, I have a system laid down now that I've used to pass my NSC, my national 
Strength Conditioning Association, CSCS, Certified Strength Conditioning Specialty, which is, was another really big exam I took it back in 2018 that gave me my CSCS and allowed me to, you know, have that another like kind of feather in the cap, so to speak, and open up opportunities to work with professional athletes and things like that. So I was really grateful and appreciative for that. I learned the systems and just from going through academics or academia, like the academic world and studying and figure out what works for me. It was really helpful. So what I do is I take my material. First, I go through the books. We highlight, go through whatever I need, the video courses. I take my notes. I write in the books. I write in a notebook and I start to condense the material. So if we have a 400 page textbook, I take those 400 pages and I try and turn that into, let's say half, 200 pages. So now I have 200 pages. So I've whittled it down. From there, I personally like to whittle it down once again and start to pull out key bullet points or notes or highlight things that jump out at me. I'm a very big learner by experience and being able to apply this. So I had lots of friends and clients, honestly, that let me like basically apply these skills in real time with calls. Now, a lot of times I wouldn't charge them extra for like giving me extra time or things like that. But it was extremely helpful and I was extremely grateful for them to do that. So that was another aspect is like putting in the hours and scheduling this time, keeping my routine. So I knew Tuesdays and Thursdays after 8.30 to about 10.30, I knew I had two hours where I could study and apply and dig into the material. So that was four hours a week minimum I knew I had set aside. I ended up spending gearing up for the exam from probably August, October, probably spending more like 10 hours, maybe 15 hours a week. Um, digging into the materials and studying and highlighting. And then eventually I took those about 150, 200 pages of notes and material and I whittled it down to about 30 flashcards. And the flashcards had key points. It was probably, I think it was like 35 actually, I counted it. So I went from 400 plus pages to about 30 index cards that allowed me to just kind of flat bang. I could bang through them. It was the stuff that I knew I didn't already have down. That was the big one to me. It's like the stuff I knew already had down, I didn't need to put on a flashcard. I could just dig back into it, reassure it. And then I started to just go through the flashcards where it was either data points or things that I didn't know or that I wasn't super confident on. Like for example, blood pressure ranges for different standard, um, uh, like for the American Heart Association versus a different organization. So I thought that was a really helpful piece I wanted to share with you guys. So I wanna unpack all that. That was my personal experience. So I wanna unpack all of this. That was like I was saying, so here's, personal story background here let's unpack that i'm going to give you guys some actionable steps now to recap these things one make sure whatever it is that you are doing is actually something that's truly important to you that you care about that you want to prioritize because guess what if you don't want to do it it's not going to happen no matter how like whether you want to be a, a lawyer whether you want to you know sit for this exam become a doctor or you want to become like a I'm trying to think of like different exams you could be sitting for. So like a real estate exam, or let's say you're a fighter, you have an athletic event, you want to prepare for a marathon, whatever it is. For me, it was this nationally board certified exam. If it's not important to you, you're not going to push through and make the sacrifice or enjoy the process too. Cause like, why go through this? Why get something that you're not going to enjoy at the end of the day? Like, even if the money's good, I get that. And this is maybe becomes a different talk and a different conversation, but understanding why you're doing it and having it really drive you. That's one. Number two, support. Support looks different for everybody. And I, like, fortunately or unfortunately, there's definitely been moments in my life where I felt completely alone, completely deserted. Whether that was the reality or not necessarily isn't always the case. Like I, I, I could look back in each one of those stages, even though I felt alone, 
technically there was people around me, but maybe because of what I was doing, especially in my fight career, I felt very alone and isolated in my fight career because my family didn't really support it. On the surface, they're like, oh yeah, we hope you don't get hurt. And maybe they go to the fight. They want to help to a certain degree, but like they don't want to see me do it. And that's a hard feeling. It's a hard reality to face. So being able to start to pick and build your community and your support structure becomes extremely valuable. So that's action step number two. And to recap, for those of you that might be just jumping in here, action step number one is being able to actually have a passion and drive for whatever it is you're preparing for, whatever the event, whether it's like a marathon, a health event, like training, or an exam that you're sitting for, preparing for, whatever that is. Make sure it's important enough to your life that you're willing to make those sacrifices. Hold on, let's get a little sip of coffee here, y'all. Ah, oh, I gotta love some coffee. So then step number two, being able to build that support structure. Now that support structure doesn't have to be family, it doesn't have to be friends, it could be, for example, going back to my original story is I was a health coach and goal specialist at Noom. I had hundreds, I think there was like 160 people in the actual course that were a support system technically with you know, one of my actual managers at Noom. They don't call them managers, but I'm just gonna call her a manager because it's basically what she was. One of the managers actually took the exam first. So she was a great support system for me. I still talk to her to this day. I still talk to people at Noom, even though I left back in July. And the point of me saying all that is the support system can look different for everybody. I was fortunate. My wife was extremely supportive. My two kids, even though they don't know what's going on, they're three and one at the time. I mean, they still are, but now they're a little bit, a couple months older. They don't know what's going on. They just know that I'm studying. They know I need alone time. <laughs> what I'll say for both my kids is they would come in and Lena would be like, you go dad at like my older daughter would just kind of cheer me on. She had probably no idea like what I was preparing for, right? But she was supportive and that meant a lot. And then my younger daughter, Tessa, who was just over a year, she would come and give me a hug or Ashley would have her come and give me a hug. And my wife also would help put them to bed because at 8.30 to 10.30, Tuesdays and Thursdays were my study blocks. That's when we had class. And then I kept that same routine even after class was over so that when I was preparing for the exam and you know I passed my practical, I just had to do the written exam, I had that time, I had that schedule broken down. And then being able to communicate with my wife and with my partner to be able to, my wife is my partner, I don't know, I'm not, I'm, and speaking of which, my daughter Tessa hears me talking about this, so she wants to come in and say, hey, oh yeah, you got some cereal on your hands? We're gonna go help Tessa with some cereal on her hands while I tell you guys the rest of the story and kind of dig into these pieces. And again, for those of you that are just joining or you're listening on another app in the future, I'm on the Wisdom app live right now. If you guys wanna jump in and ask questions or join as a guest, feel free to, but also, cool thing, so if you guys haven't seen the Wisdom app and you're on another platform listening to this, like my podcast platform or one of our social media platforms, you can join the Wisdom app and give me a follow there. And always feel free to join not only myself as a guest, but actually have a bunch of awesome just professionals and people that are sharing their insight and talks that you can join in on live and have an actual genuine conversation. That's what I think is so cool, right? And Tessa hears that and she's like, yes, 100%. I don't know if you guys could hear my daughter. She's pumped about that. And that's the younger one I was telling you guys about. Just having that support structure at the end of the day. That's what I'm gonna kind of finish with. Having said that, the third step, and I think this one, so I can't individually say one maybe is more important than the other. They're all valuable in and of themselves, but being able, so again, just to highlight for those of you who might be just so we got one, making sure you have the impact and the value of what you're doing. Two, making sure you have the support system and the community built around you. And that honestly, part, just the last piece I want to throw on a map aspect, the important piece 
to having a, a support system and community is sometimes removing people from that support system. Like, let's say you have people that are negative. And I've unfortunately had to do that even with my own family. I had certain people in my family I have to not talk to as much. Oh, Tessa, you want mama? Oh, I'm not good enough, y'all. Tessa wants mama. Um, but and Tessa, if you want to chime in and throw in any of your thoughts, feel free to. Because we're just digging into, again, how daddy passed that exam you helped me prepare for, right? Mama. Yeah, mama was a big part of that. Totally agree. Um, so that's a, a big piece. Sometimes you have to eliminate people. If they're stressing you out, they're making you feel bad about what you're doing, you might have to remove them from your life. Or at least for the time being. Maybe you don't want them completely gone. Maybe you just need to say, hey. Or friends or people that like, hey, let's go out and drink. Don't worry about studying. You got this. Or whatever the scenario looks like say hey listen i appreciate that i appreciate you know i'm working hard and i may seem stressed out but this is important i gotta grind right now i gotta keep to the schedule and then the third step and this one's a really really important one to me is show up and what i mean by show up i mean that one's kind of obvious right but on the day at this point have your plan have your schedule have your routine uh tessa wants to do some pull-ups tessa you want to do pull-ups you want Mickey to do pull-ups with you? So <laughs> when I say my daughter wants to do pull-ups, she's like a year and a half. So she doesn't do pure pull-ups by herself. She just grabs a hold of the pull-up bar and then just, she'll actually pull herself up, but she needs like obviously her legs to be supported and then she can drive with her legs a little bit, but it's adorable. Point of me saying all that is this goes back to the support system. That's why I love doing what I do and even how I pass the exam and how I find I have success with these things is the driving force and the support system. So the third thing is when I say show up, what I mean by that is not just like show up for the exam, but is show up and have your schedule. So again, going back to every Tuesday and Thursday, I knew from 8.30 to 10.30, no matter what is going on, I would have much honestly rather go to jujitsu some of those evenings and days. I would have much rather done something else or hang with the kids, but I made a sacrifice and I showed up every single time to put in the work. And then I showed up for the exam itself. And here's the last story that I'll share with you guys. And then I'm probably gonna just drop it there. Unless you guys wanna jump in with questions, I'll happily elaborate. But I actually had a really rough exam day experience. Thankfully I passed, I'll just start. The point of that aspect of it and i share with you is is why it's so important to continue to show up and to have the mindset of like hey i showed up every single day for this i'm going to show up for this part as well so for me i we had to print out our paperwork our exam information you have a, a unique identifier for the exam that you're going to sit for at your computer print all that stuff out show up show up like extra early. They say show up a half hour early, I showed up an hour early, just in case something's going wrong, just in case I'm missing something, just I, I, I don't wanna be stressing, especially on exam day. Show up and like, oh, hey, here's your paperwork, great, looks good, all good, boom, boom, boom. But then even before, like 15 minutes before, like, hey, this identifier number looks a little different, or you might be missing something. Like, no, this is what they printed out, this is what they gave me, like, all right, cool. When you go sit for the exam, plug it in. And when I went to punch in it, it didn't work. And they were right, they knew kind of right ahead of time. So. I was already mentally preparing myself for like, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I was, I was honestly stressing a little bit. Now I reminded myself, like, listen, we prepared for this. If you knew you were going to pass the exam, would you sit and wait an hour and a half to get everything figured out? hundred percent. And as a retired professional fighter, I've been through way more <laughs> demanding physical situations and mentally taxing situations, just preparing for fights in Thailand or going through title fights or those kinds of things. So that really helped me ahead of time. So use your life experience. But by showing up, I 
didn't allow my mindset to shift. So that's what the last piece, the third piece is I called the tech people. I spent like an extra hour and thankfully shout out to the testing center. They were really, really helpful. They weren't like, oh, this is on you. Like they tried to help me. I eventually got the exam to resend me access to it. Give me the new information, got to sit for the exam. And dude, I was a little frazzled. If I'm going to be honest, I was a little frazzled when I first started, but I just continued to push through, took the exam. And honestly, once I, I was done, I was like 50, 50. I was like, I don't know. I could have passed that honestly, but I could have definitely failed by a couple of questions and had to wait two months to get the results back. I just got the results back like two or three weeks ago. And thankfully I passed. You know, I not only passed, you have to get at least an 80%. I think I got an 88. So it was like not, I, ideally I wanted at least a 90, but I got my 88, I got above, and I did better in certain sections than I thought I would. So the whole point, here's the recap. Let's bring it home now, y'all. So however you are looking at an event, whether it's a big exam, a like marathon, half marathon, whatever, is three things. One, make sure you actually want to do whatever it is that you're doing. Otherwise, why are you doing it? That's like the first thing to start with. Number two, build a support system around you that is going to help you, not hurt you. And if you have to remove people from it, that's okay too. Give yourself permission to do that. Number three, show up for it. Show up with a plan, have a schedule, and continuously challenge yourself to show up day in and day out, week in and week out. And if you miss one, be able to continue to show up for yourself. And that is pretty much it, y'all. Again, I'm gonna, continue to do these talks on a weekly basis. I'm going to record my podcast live and do podcast topics here live on the Wisdom app. So if you guys want to follow, it's greatly appreciated. I'll be back every week. And then also everyone watching or I'm sorry, listening in the future on the podcast or on any other platform, social media, please feel free to give a follow. But you can also check out the Wisdom app link in my profile in our link tree we have in the profile or description. And if you guys are listening on Wisdom, and you want to follow on other social media platforms, I have everything linked up in my profile. And uh, that's gonna do it, y'all. I appreciate you guys. Cheers. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.